Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of Let's Talk 20s. This is an intro to the episode for episode 19. The topic was why me? So myself, Connor, and GT discussed the topic of why me? Why do we have this mentality when we feel like things are falling apart? How can we change that mentality from being of a victim to more so of a solution-based way of thinking? And just kind of personal thoughts on this topic. So I think you enjoy this one. I appreciate you guys listening to all the episodes. Follow the Instagram page, Let's Talk 20s Podcast. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk 20s, episode 19. Woo! Woo! Episode 19. We're almost on the episode 20 milestone. Woo! I hope everyone had a fantastic, phenomenal just thankful Thanksgiving. Mm, God, yes. <sighs> I ate some. I ate some good food. Too much of good food. Oh, yeah. um, I, I hope you boys had a great week as well. I actually saw you two in person, Connor, for the first time. Two years, bro. Three or years. three years. Holy shit! I mean, that's just because well, it was pa- it was pandemic. I mean, yeah. there was two of those years. We had two of the years yeah. we had no control over it. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But still, and GT, I know I've seen you more recently, but still, always yeah. great to see you as well and all the other always. boys. Got to and, meet GT in person. Yeah, finally yep. met Connor. For yeah. all of y'all who think we already knew, I knew Tanner already, knew of Connor. So yeah. it was really cool to finally get to just get to meet in person, dude. In Absolutely. Person, it awesome. It's a whole lot of difference. Makes a whole lot of difference when you actually like now have like met them in person. It's a different yeah, feeling. Yeah, exactly. It is definitely. Well, fellas, without further ado, the topic for this week called Why Me? So kind of talking about maybe some people would say the victim mentality. Why me? Absolutely. You know, that's a question yeah. that we've always asked. I know I've asked myself and you two have definitely had a oh, point yeah. in time when you said, when shit's not going right, man, Dude. why does it happen to me? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's relatable for a lot times. of people. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's gone through it. So Let's dive into it, fellas. Let's dive into it. The first question I have for you guys is going to be a quote, actually, to start it off. If I don't ask why me after my victories, I cannot ask why me after my setbacks and failures. And that is a quote from Arthur Ashe. I want you guys to kind of elaborate on this quote, what what your thoughts are on that one. Dude, quickly, I think it's one of those people focus too much on the negative and they try to be as perfect as can be. Mm-hmm. which literally we talked about earlier podcast perfectly imperfect or imperfectly perfect they literally people focus more on the bad because they want to be all good but i think sometimes like some bad stuff makes you better in a sense where sometimes you need something to happen where maybe you learn something from it and you grow and evolve and because if it's always good how good could things really be if you never failed and something didn't go bad? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I think that with that quote, like you said, it's so much easier to focus on the negatives. Like it said in the quote, focus on the setbacks and all the negativity that can happen. That's when you normally use the quote, why me? But how about, how about when you're staying on top of the world, man, you accomplish that goal or, or some feat that you've been looking forward to or thought you couldn't accomplish? Why me? You know what I'm saying? I think it's something that this quote, why me, is not very utilized in that kind of situation in a positive manner. Yeah, for sure. To appreciate small things, honestly. Mm-hmm. What do you? What about you, Connor? What do you think? 
Because I yeah. think we all three of us have absolutely asked each other, like, why me? I mean, it's not easy to like get yourself out of a negative mindset when things are going bad and you can't help but victimize yourself a little bit because you just want somebody to be there for you and you just need to be there for yourself sometimes, you know, but asking why me after your victories is super important. I really liked this quote. I've actually seen this quote before when I was a lot younger. So I remember like going through a dark time and I saw this quote, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Cause why you, whenever you do something good is, well, it's because you earned it or because you deserved it or because you worked hard for it. And it lets you appreciate yourself. And like you said, you appreciate the small things and it's like, a lot of the times you kind of just do something positive and you just don't think about it as much and the, the negative stuff just affects you so much more. So taking time to be like, why me? Because I, I deserve something good in my life. We all have like a baseline level of things that we're entitled to that we deserve, especially when we work at something. So yeah, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. Honestly, I can only repeat greatness. I think it's honestly where people, because of that quote, they always say, why me on the little things? Because they might not be at the end location because everyone wants to be somewhere. That's concept of life is you always want to be improving. You want to get better, right? And people say, oh, why me? When someone else might've gotten there, but they don't know how to, how they already got there, the work they put in, who they've known, the networking and yep. yada, yada, yada. So for sure. Connor, what's what's your fault? I know you have a follow-up question that kind of relates to this one. Yeah, I mean, I already kind of briefly touched on it, but you know, we we ask ourselves why me whenever things go bad, and it's really easy to get lost in negativity and to get lost in whenever things are going bad because it feels like negative thoughts, at least for me, and I'm fairly certain there's lots of studies that have been done about this, but what, why do you guys think negative thoughts and events in our lives speak so much louder than ones? And maybe to add a little more to, if you want to elaborate, why do we overgeneralize negative thoughts in our lives? Like if one situation goes bad, we, I, at least for me, I know when I've like been down deep in the dirt, I tend to overgeneralize that it's going to happen all the time to me, even if it doesn't. So why do you guys think that happens? There's lots of things. I mean, just the basis of us constantly wanting to, you know, be happy, right? I mean, why would you want to be sad? I think that kind of need to be constantly satisfied or constantly content kind of drives us to do well. And we have that constant reliability to be well and to have everything figured out or to succeed in this or that. So when we do have a setback, all of that momentum that we had going forward or that mentality or kind of mental state that we were in, it's so much easier to knock something down that's going good instead of the other way around. So I think that's definitely the biggest thing in terms of why we overgeneralize or kind of uh, emphasize the negatives more than we do with the positives. I think there's a lot more reasons than, than just that, but I think that's the main one in my personal opinion. I think honestly with just people... Because everyone loves drama and everyone loves the sad stuff because they feel like, oh, I've had something sad. Where sometimes the victories that people have, others don't can't relate. It's not the same. And true. But when people should actually look at it, and maybe you did have a victory that's kind of like it, just in a different form. Maybe your sculpture was just a little different. Maybe your painting was just a different brush stripe. No. Like it's just, it's just different, you know, everyone's yep. not going to be cookie cutter, same victories. So I think it's definitely that. And some people don't understand the vision or 
what you have into it or what you think about it, how you feel about it. And when people can't relay as much to you and they think you're doing better and higher and have more people around you, they get jealous. And plus, I think honestly, when you fail, people like, yeah, there'll be more people there. And because sometimes people just want attention because you don't get as much attention during the progress sometimes. I mean, you could, but it just, it all depends. But I think yeah. for the mass majority of people, it's, I said earlier in podcasts, everybody that comes with you can't go with you. It's something like that because some people are not on the same level or are not on the same ideas and vision that you have for mm -hmm. yourself. And they mm -hmm. might think otherwise. So yeah, I just think sometimes people need to mind their motherfucking business sometimes, but this, but at the same time, like be able to appreciate the beauty and the progress and every little victory. So I can relate to that. It's funny. I agree with both y'all's answers, but the first thing that came to my mind when I thought of this question and really the quote was, was fear actually, because I think negative thoughts and failure and situations, it's not that they happen more often, it's that they feel bigger because we're afraid of them. And so we think about them more and we're more anxious about it because we don't want to fail and we're afraid of making mistakes and we're, we fear going to that place, honestly. And so it feels bigger because fear is such a powerful emotion and, and it's like such a it's, it's such an intimidating emotion too, and it can dominate people's lives at the end of the day. Some people live their whole lives in fear of being afraid of who they are or what they really should do with their lives. And because of that, you're going to focus on the negativity because you don't want to fail. You don't want to mess up a situation. You don't want to make a mistake. So I think it's really easy to overgeneralize because when you think of the negative situation, it's like, even, even if you can kind of think of it logically or don't even realize that you're feeling the fear as an emotion, I still think it's there. At least that's kind of what it is for me. And whenever I've shared this with people, it's, it's, it's fear. It's like being afraid to fail and being afraid of negative things. It's you, you can embrace negative things and learn something from it without sitting in negativity and still finding something positive about it. But when you're afraid of negativity, it's going to be really easy to, to, start a cycle where all you think of is why me why me oh yeah for sure i mean it's to put it simply it's we want to take the path of least resistance right why would we want to go on the uphill battle where if we feel a setback the easier thing is once again like what you said with the fear the easier thing to do is just kind of give up instead of keep pushing and going against the grain quickly off that why do you think people are called one percent this starts to come into play because 1% people, the people that are 1% of the population, what are they doing? They always are going against fear and always going against a lot of stuff against them, but they did their thing and they took the road less traveled. The one with more and more resistance because maybe they were prepared or they had some, or they just weren't scared. So yeah, I think it's, there's beauty in like the fear stuff. Because if it's more scary, I think you appreciate it a lot more when you can overcome. Yeah. I think life just becomes a lot lighter, but taking that leap is absolutely without a doubt. I'm not going to say I've done that with everything and I'm sure everybody else hasn't done it, you know, immediately. So. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's tricky too, because you don't want to be afraid of it, but you don't want to just embrace making mistakes and failure because then you're just going to get in a cycle where you just screw up just for the sake of screwing up. No, you, you try your hardest and you could still make a mistake, but you don't 
beat yourself up because you made a mistake. You push onwards and you, you look for a different solution. You look for a, a different avenue. You know, you maybe you, you take a job that you thought was going to be your dream job and then you didn't end up taking it. It wasn't a failure to take that job. It just means that you learned something about yourself. It's, it wasn't a mistake. There was nothing negative about the situation. It's just about your mindset with it. So, yeah, I think it could be also be some where it could be God, you know, and anyone who doesn't, all of you not getting this damn argument, but, you know, I think God has a path for everybody. So, and I think people are f afraid of the path sometimes that he gives people and they want to think, oh, if it's not this, it's nothing. Well, maybe you're wrong because sometimes it's not always what you want to do. Maybe sometimes it's indirectly something happens and boom. You just found something beautiful that you never thought, because guess what? You were afraid to even go for it or even try it. How can someone improve their mindset from why me to it happened to me for a reason? Yeah, I think we kind of touched on it, but for, for a simple phrase that's commonly used, adapt and overcome, it's simple, but very effective, right? You got to go from the mindset of why me to it happened to me for a reason. And whether that reason is a good reason or a bad reason, you kind of have to take what you can get because you can't change the past and you can't change what has already happened. So the real question is, how do you, how do you turn what currently is in front of you, the present into a positive way? You're, you already dealt the cards that are in your hand. We you know, unfortunately, if anything traumatic happens, I, I won't go into any specifics or any examples, you get the gist, but if anything traumatic happens to you, how do you take that and try to turn it into a positive aspect in the future? That's all you can do is help your future self. You can't help past Tanner, past GT, past Connor. That's my simple answer. I'll let you boys take over from there. What about you, Connor? Yeah, I don't have much more to add. I, I like Tanner's answer. It, it echoes my own. The only uh, thing that I could add to, if we're talking about something specific, like I'll keep going back to the job thing. If you go for a job and then it doesn't work out, for example, let's say you get fired from your job or something. Of course, you're going to think, why me? Because... Maybe other people in the company didn't get fired or something like that, right? So you think, why me? You can look at it as it happened to me for a reason. Like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is this is what I've got. I don't have a choice in it. It happened to me. So I have to find positivity in it because I can't just I can't just wallow and sit in the negativity mm -hmm. because then I can't make progress with myself. And mm -hmm. you know, let yourself grieve. Of course, there's horrible things that are going to happen. And I'm not saying like, just, oh, just move on. If somebody close to you dies, for example, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's, it sounds cliche, but there is always good and positive things that you can find if you start from the reality of the situation rather than like maybe the idea of what you want the situation to be. That would yeah. probably be the simplest way I can look at it. Yeah, CT, what's your boys. That's what's your I think I already kind of put on it where, you know, like Connor said, and you also as well, Tanner, it's finding the good and bad within things because we always say shit's going to happen, whether you mm -hmm. like it or not. So finding the beauty in it because God always makes a path for you and it's laid out and it's funny because he already has it laid out for you. You don't know, but he wants you to trust in him and trust in his process and trust in his belief and his path, whether you can see it or you don't see it. He's testing you to see, 
do you trust him? Are you with him? And it's crazy how in church, Tanner, we literally were in church together and we heard this and we didn't think a damn thing about it. But now come, especially in our 20s, dude, 20s are, this is a hot take. 20s is when you find out the most about yourself. Honestly, that's a hot take. So, and honestly, that might not even be a hot take because so many things are thrown at you. Because think about it also, we're not, we don't have to get on a tangent, but some just different things come in with your 20s. But God has a path. God has a reason for everything. And whether you like it or not, it's going to happen for reasons. All right, GT, you had the next question as well. Back to back, baby. Oh, yeah. Back to back, baby. What good does the mindset of why me bring to someone's life? Like why? What good? And not even good. What does it bring to someone's life? I feel like in some situations where maybe a certain series of events happen due to your own personal actions. When you ask that question, why me? It really makes you actively think about your actions and and what you actively did to get to where you were, whether it's a low point or a high point. And when you are able to critically think about yourself from that outside point of view, it can open your eyes up to whether it's your strengths or weaknesses or things you can improve on, the way you treat others, everything, really, really anything. And it's easier said than done. This is my hot take. There is never a time where you think of yourself critically more often than when you ask the question, why me? I'm on that train. There's never a time. So for me personally, I have never thought more about myself critically from like an outside perspective more often than when I ask the question, why me? There's never a more repetitive, you know, phrase that comes up for me to think that way than the phrase, why me? So personally, a a lot of self-improvement can come out of it, whether it's stuff you need to prove on that was bad or once again, emphasizing your strengths and realizing, oh, I can go in this direction. Why me? That's my answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really add too much more. It just allows for sure pivotal can. moments. I mean, it allows for pivotal moments of self-reflection if you've never mm-hmm. tried to analyze yourself before. And if your points in your life were maybe kind of like Tanner said, you, you realize that maybe your mistakes or your position is, in life is due to your own action. The first thing that you recognize is, well, the fact that you're in that situation and you get some self-awareness to like, maybe I'm not as happy as I could be, for example, right? And then once you obtain that kind of level of self-awareness, then you have to start looking at yourself and what you can do about it. And so asking yourself why me allows you to not only reflect on what what control you have over your own actions, but it also allows you to maybe like think back on how maybe your actions affected other people. Maybe, for example, one thing that I can relate to is I, I always feel like I have given so much in all of my past relationships, you know, and I always feel like I've asked myself, why me? Why am I always the one that um, I feel like I sacrifice more? I just do it without thinking. And it's like a strength that I have, but it's a weakness because it's a strength. I want to do things for the people that I love, but I do it to my detriment sometimes. So, but because I asked myself, why me? I'm able to go, okay, I have to protect myself sometimes, even though I want to do things for the people I love. I have to pull back sometimes, even if I don't want to, because if I don't, then I will lose control and lose myself. So it asking myself that question has allowed me to find 
more peace with myself personally. So that's a good thing that I can talk about. What about you, GT? Dude, those two are great. That was so, a great answer, Connor. That, that was, was a great one. Thank you. Yeah. Those are two really good ones. I like that a lot. So I'm not going to do a whole lot of personal because it will just be a version of what y'all said. But in a society thing, I think that question, because when you think about that question and you try to break it down, why me? Is probably the one question, like you said, Tanner, outside, like everything happens for a reason. Honestly, find the good in it, but it's just crazy. Because also society, why me? If you think about it, guys, we have to ask why me, like the manhood, right? But I'm not saying it's harder on men because at the same time, women have to find womanhood. Going from like a girl to a woman, there's a difference. It's the same thing between a boy and a man. There's a difference, but I think why me, I think helps you become there. I just, I think when you can change that, why me from negative to positive, that's when you turn and you level up your life and you level up into not even like a higher title, just a more established and more well put together yeah, person. So it's just getting there is the tough part to follow up with that when the world seems to be falling apart and you think, why me? What are some solutions and ways to remain positive and try to continue to be optimistic in those tough times? This is dark, but it could be done. It could be gone, could be over, but you're still here for a reason. Something's got to, in your head, you got to realize you're still around, you're still kicking, you're still doing things. And it's, it's what's crazy. It really no, is. No, no, no. Like, I'll elaborate after. That's real it's, life. It's, it's good advice, and I'll explain after why. Go ahead, GC. If you didn't have meaning or purpose to other people or this life and all that, then guess what? God would be calling you home, right? But you're still here. Obviously, you might not accomplish your purpose or your done something because you've been doing negative, negative, negative. Yep. But you, there's something still good for you in this life that you're given, <laughs> that you're blessed to have. Yeah. So Connor, what were you going to say real quick before you, before you, no, I mean, it up? has to do with my answer. And I, I said, it's crazy. Cause that's literally advice that my mom has given me. That's, that's, that's why I was saying it's crazy. Cause it's, it, it whenever I had low points in my life or, you know, when you have anxiety and you have depression, it, sometimes it just feels low, even if it's not actually that low. You can't analyze it properly. It just feels low. My mom would tell me like, why don't you go to the absolute lowest point in your brain that you think you can go? Like, what what is the absolute worst thing that could happen besides like death, basically? Right. And so like my thing when I was in high school, uh, which this mindset helped me get past was like, I would have like no friends, I would have no family, I would have nobody close to me in my life, because that's, that's what I cared about. And she was always like, okay, so even if you were still there, you would still be you, you would still have you, you would still have your strengths, you would still be able to make new friends, you'd still be able to make a new family, you would still be able to make your own life, even if everything went wrong exactly the way that you thought because as long as you have yourself and as long as you believe in yourself you can still make it so when you ask yourself why me when when things are bad it's sometimes you don't have an answer right like it, it, especially situations that you don't have control but you're still here you can still offer something in those 
moments, you know? So that's why it was crazy. Cause that's my mom has literally said that to me and it's, it resonated with me when I have hit real low points. I mean, shout out to your mom though. Cause realistically to give that advice to someone who's in high school, not even in their twenties, but let's say in their twenties to be able to allow yourself to get that vulnerable and get in that negative, negative headspace, but then still realize, huh, there are these positives. There are these, these lights in my life. And guess what? I, I still have myself and whether I like myself or I don't, it's something and I can always yeah. improve upon that and learn to love myself, et cetera, et cetera. I love that. That's a fantastic answer. Just to God, see. I don't think I, yeah, I don't Shout even think I can. The yeah. great thing, and, and Papa GT. It's the, it's the, even when you're in your lowest, exactly like you said, Connor, you're in your absolute lowest. You, people shut all the good out. People don't even think about it. Like it's, it's almost as if people like the good is just gone. Like it's just gone out and they block it off and it's not even able for them to hear, see, smell, taste, nothing. So people automatically shut it off as if it's a filter and they filter all that out. Cause all they do is they feel bad and they never even put maybe the effort or thought into guess what? Like questioning what, it. Like there's so much good in life. Like you are blessed. Like, yeah. There's so many things now, granted, some people have hard situations, but guess what? You could not even exist. Have you ever thought about that? That is a deep quest, like a deep thought. Well, that's like a whole nother. If you didn't <laughs> exist, what would go? But think about it. You're so blessed. Out of, out of all the odds, you're here. You're doing what you're doing. What are the odds of that? What are the odds of you being this age doing something with this and having that? All the different obstacles. The odds are crazy. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I think on top of that, real quick, is is to not even think about the the present, but to remain optimistic and everything. Think about a pastime when you thought it was, you know, the lowest of your lows, and you thought, "Oh my God, this is it! I have nothing." And then you crawled out of that space. Not saying that, yeah. Let's say you're comparing a high school breakup to, you know, a, a close death in your family, because that's something that was brought up. I hate to bring death into it. Uh, now, yeah. are those two completely different lows? Sure. But mm -hmm. what you felt, maybe at the time, you felt similar emotions to where you felt you're at your low, and you crawled out and you became a positive person out of it, or, you know, you improved yourself in this aspect. That can translate to anything. So, you know, you thinking that you're at your low, sure. But there was other times where you probably thought you were at your low too, and you came out of that as well. So just think about that. And then also just think about your future self. You know, yep. it's it's easy to think so much in the present and get overwhelmed by the present. But like we said in the several past podcasts, this too shall pass and just realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And you just need to keep pushing through, not even for your present self, but your future you. Well, um, when life knocks you down, how bad are you going to get up? Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I was going to say, too, I, I've talked about this before, too, but some things that you go through, it just takes time. I mean, yeah. that's going to heal everything at the end of the day. If you like tear your ACL when you're running a marathon or something, it's not like you expect your, your injury to get better and then you can finish the marathon immediately. You got to give yourself time to heal and then eventually you'll get back to it. One thing that you can do if you're asking yourself, why me when you're in a negative situation is to just be as consistently positive for as long as you can. And you'll probably find 
if you ask yourself a year from whenever the event happened, you'll most likely find that it doesn't feel as bad. Like yeah. barring your whole life completely changing and just getting worse because you maybe make bad decisions. I, I would say most people who try for a year to be better and make their lives more positive and better, you'll look back and you will feel better. Like whether well you tried much or not, honestly, too. Yeah, Connor, that literally ties into your next question, talking about how can the mindset, why does this happen to me, kind of be beneficial with the exception of things that are outside of your control. I was about to say, it does relate to my next question. We say, why does this always happen to me? It's easy to overgeneralize or maybe even not overgeneralize. Maybe something does happen to you all the time. I don't know, right? But we've, we've all said that. And if you change it to for certain situations that you can control, why do I always let this happen to me? How, how can that be beneficial for you in, in situations for you guys? Maybe you just haven't done enough digging into it. Maybe you didn't give it the proper time, thought and effort. Maybe it's something that you just kind of brushed off and you just let it affect you in the worst way possible when you didn't even give it time or day or opportunity to be good. So you automatically went on a setback into a default instead of keeping that optimistic mindset. It's just people going on, on a default and not immediately thinking the optimistic positive. They just automatically default on the sad because that's the easiest thing to set on. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and, and I think to add to that, why does this always happen to me? A lot of people kind of let things continuously happen to them, whether it's a positive or negative thing, until it says, how does this affect me? You don't really think about something until you you have to stop and ask instead of saying, why do I let this happen to me? How does this affect me? Why is this affecting me? So when you ask that question in unity with the, the question of why does this always happen to me? That's when you truly start coming with a, a solution to the issue. And then I think once you get to that step, you recognize the problem and you realize how is this affecting me or why is this affecting me? Then that's when you actually start taking action to either eliminate the problem or correct it in order to make it better. 100%. That's, that's a great answer. Absolutely. I literally just thought of something personally that I could use that for Tanner. <laughs> it's personal growth on that, like changing that. Why me to, why does this always happen to me? Maybe because, well, for personal things, I didn't, I might not have trained hard enough or I might not have put enough effort into something that could have been better for me, but instead I went another route and fought what other people thought and said I should do, but I was like, you know what? I should have been able to be vulnerable. Like you said earlier, Connor, and you too, Tanner, mm. be able to be vulnerable. And maybe you do not know it all. You probably are not, you don't know it all, but be able to be vulnerable and accept something from someone from different views and perspectives. Cause that's how you end up like evolving into who your true self and what you really believe. Cause it's crazy how your thoughts change over all the years, especially in your twenties, Yeah, which is base years. So that's me personally is just maybe be vulnerable and try something different. Well, to go off of that, I just want to bring up kind of a mindset that I had in the past that I now actually, well, I'll get into it, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts first. Okay. Instead of the phrase, why me? 
Some would argue the change of question to why not me yet? When we attune ourselves to the outside world, we realize the amount others may experience or have experienced. Do you agree with this notion to realize the good in your life, or is it a negative way of thinking to promote personal positivity? In other words, comparing yourself to others and thinking, oh, someone else has it worse to kind of boost thinking that, oh, I actually have good things going in my life. Do you think that is partially a positive mindset or completely negative or not? Because this is something I used to personally use all the time. I think for me personally, it it's a roller coaster of both. And it's hard to like pick one side. You're going to get both sides. At some point, you're going to achieve it. But along that way, you might sometimes ask, well, why me? Why am I not there yet? But then when you get it, you've done it. You're going to eventually come into have to deal with both of them along the way. It's not going to be, oh, I'm there. Oh, I'm there. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. Because things take time. So for me personally, I think you're going to deal with both. So, Tanner, would you say that that's something that you said that that was something that you used to do? Would you say that that's something that's changed for you recently? Yeah, it's a hard thing to describe because if you haven't noticed yet, I'm way more empathetic than I should be at times with other people. I always try to give people benefit of doubt. I always try to help others before myself. And it it comes to a point, like you said, Connor, like in your relationships, you're overcommitting and then it's are you getting that reciprocated sometimes no and so to to translate that into this question of the mindset of comparing myself to others or saying oh other people have it off worse to me i should be grateful for what i have it can't be beneficial but at the same time well first off part of it just doesn't sit right with me to kind of use someone else's like tragedies or something to um make yourself feel better make myself feel better but then on top of that to also realize that I hate to say this, this is this is probably my hot take of the episode, but like everyone has their own shit going on. So to say that someone else's personal experiences are more tragic or to kind of compare yeah. and say one person's situation is worse than the others, whether it's pity or kind of feel a certain way towards someone. That's how I personally think of this viewpoint. It just doesn't make much sense to me. And I used to think it was a good way of thinking, but at the end of the day, like Everyone has their own suffering. We're all in this together. So for me to think this person has it better than so-and-so or the f- complete flip side of me saying that, oh, my life is better than so-and-so, so I feel better. Like, I-, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. Those you know people what I mean? might not feel that way. Honestly, they might not even feel. They yeah. might be, you know, optimistic about it, but yeah, you already assumed and thought something. Right. And so, it, it's an assumption. Yeah, exactly. That's right. It is an, it's, it's, it, it is an assumption. And it sucks. I, I can, my family, I would say is guilty of giving me that viewpoint as well, Tanner. I totally get what you're talking about. And I, it was instilled in me for a long time that it, it's to give myself a point of perspective. So if I'm going through mm. something, it's supposed to make me feel like, I can overcome it because the perspective of what I'm going through maybe isn't as drastic as maybe right. like, for example, I was always told starving children it. in Africa. Yeah. Oh God. That's, yes. that's, a, that's yes. the example. No, that's, that's an example. Example. And, and, and again, I, it, it's not you, you like validating your own problems and you, you, what you're going through does not invalidate or does right. not like discredit 
what somebody else is going through. The, the only way I think that that mindset can be helpful is like if you look at somebody who is maybe going through something similar and you see how far they've come. So you're inspired sure. by that. And then you're like, oh, I can do it too, especially if you look up to that person. But like otherwise, you don't want to invalidate what you're going through and then like think that what you're going through isn't worth your right. time and effort, basically. Right. Then you just start ignoring stuff because right. you think it shouldn't be that big of a deal because it's not as big as this, but it's that doesn't make sense. You're either belittling your personal struggles or you're over-exaggerating your personal struggles. Well, at, yeah. least, at least in 95% of the situations over time, that's how I felt when applying this kind of method. So that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. I agree. It's oh, not a hot take. That's not a hot take. It's you, you want perspective. Like you don't I, like, I get it. You don't want to complain about everything. You don't want to feel like you're a victim. You don't want to feel like everything is wrong and you want to yeah. take what you're going through seriously, but you can't, you, you're right. You can't use other people as like a scapegoat basically to like undervalue yourself and your own problems. So you don't have to deal with them because it's a coping. Yeah. It could be a defense mechanism, you know, go ahead, GT. Your life, your life is yeah, your GT. life. Dude, life is all about choices. Everyone's life's not going to be the same. Why are you going to put other persons? Why would you let someone else's life dictate your life when you are the one that makes your own decisions about your own life? Right. Right. It, that That's dumb. That's yeah. dumb. Yeah. Because then that determines your own happiness or sadness, depending on what scale or what level you're putting yourself on in comparison. And then the authenticity okay, cool. of yourself, dude. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, that was a question I really wanted to ask because Great I know question. it's something that, oh, thank you. It was something in the last few years. I don't know. It's just something I thought about that I feel like is definitely normalized for absolutely no reason. I feel like it's just really wrong. I don't want to tell my kids that saying if I can avoid it, you know? Mm. So cool. Do you guys have any other questions? Why can't I be as good looking as y'all? Oh, you are. That's pretty <laughs> I mean, wrong. I mean, I mean, are you trying look? We can say it. You're better not trying looking. to be like so, y'all. Like, oh, you, you say we're not. You, we're here, and then there's GTs. Like, <laughs> this man. Uh, this man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't really have any questions. I'm so glad you brought that up. That that's so interesting, Tanner. So much of the why me. Also, I think we've already touched on it, but we can compare ourselves, and it can be to our own benefit sometimes. Like you said, everybody walks their own path, and everybody has their own perspective on their own path. You have no idea what's going on in somebody's head. You have no right. idea their past, their present, their future, you, whatever, right? You have no idea what they've gone through. Even if, even if they tell you their perspective of what they've gone through, you don't know exactly what, because it's, you haven't lived their life. And to, to think that a way, a way for you to validate your own things, to invalidate yeah. others, it's fascinating that that's been such a normalized thing for a long time, honestly. So anyways, that's crazy. I've thought about that before too, Tanner. Great, great question. Great answer. Awesome. Thanks. Well, boys, if uh, if you don't have anything uh, to add, I think we can honestly wrap it up here. Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk 20s. This episode titled Why Me? There's a lot of great stuff in here. I know you guys will enjoy this one. Thank you for listening. As always, we'll see you guys in the next episode. A peace.